Welcome to Pitch Invasion, the day we've all been awaiting for this podcast for football tribalists. And every week we'll be trying to tell it like it is about African and European football. My name is Loazizi Kubu and I'm not alone. Yes, and I'm Kola Makwaza. I'll be the guy coming in two-footed in all the <laughs> debates. And um, hopefully we can inform you guys and also see if we can also, you know, find a way to get on the same page on a few topics. Yeah. I know uh, Loaz is a Chiefs fan. I'm a Pirates fan. United fan, I'm an Arsenal fan, as so I'm be, pretty sure be. you can see where this is going. <laughs> well, you've got a Liverpool fan here, so... Oh, oh no. shame. I know. <laughs> I said now, 20 years now, no title? Yeah, I think, I think I've been a Liverpool fan all my life, so, uh, yeah, uh, folks out there, Mecca in any case, my name, and... Um, Happy to be part of this show. Well, it's actually good that uh, we start talking about uh, Premier League sites because we're going to start with the Premier League, which uh, gets underway in uh, about a week's time. And uh, we start right at the top. And I say top because that's where Jose Mourinho believes he should be. Three years now uh, into his contract at Manchester United and still the very same issues that were there from year one are still there. Faith in the squad. Ola, your thoughts on that? You know, I must be honest, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Jose Mourinho, to be honest with you. I think um, coming into the season, I'd assume that Man United would have cleaned out some of their problems from last season. Mm. Clearly, there's still the Martial problem. He said some, Jose said some stuff about Pogba, which was a bit uh, misleading. There's still uncertainty on Luke Shaw. You know, whether he's staying, I see Damian's going. And I, I just, I don't think Jose's got has got it right with Manchester United. Yeah. I think Jose thought that Jose is coming to Manchester United as opposed to Jose, you are at Man United, home of the Red Devils, 18, 19 time, whatever champions. 20, get it right, get it right. 20, yeah, right, it is. all right, all right. But <laughs> I, I think Jose hasn't adjusted and I think his arrogance, pride, comes before the fall. Mm. We've seen the pride, and I think it's about time that Jose, the fall comes. Jose will always be Jose, and you know, one thing we've seen with him, he's he's done three years at every, at every club, and somehow manages to win something. Uh, with United, he hasn't done badly. You remember, he came into a team that really struggled, mm. um, and he's won the Europa Cup. He's qualified them back into the Champions oh, League. Oh, big deal! I mean, they, they were winning Champions League yeah, before. Europa League is Diet Coke. The thing with Jose is that he likes to buy players, and yeah. he's not getting that, and that's why he's. It's kind of throwing everything out of the pram like like some baby, but you know uh, you got to give give it to him. He is he is who he is. Jose Mourinho. So do you, so do you think uh, as a United fan or United fans should be happy with his progress at this stage? From where from where they're coming from, I think that that you know he's done well. It's just that he's you know he can't stay away from drama. Mm. So it's uh, I mean it's all part of his his uh, his arsenal. Yeah. But to- my, my question though, Mika, why take certain things public? Why go public with it? Okay, we, we know him and uh, Martial their issues there. We know the Pogba situation. We know the Luke Shaw situation. Does it help? The brand, does it help the team going public about this? Because you saw what happened with Pogba and his performances mm. dipped. Martial even led to him missing the World Cup. Luke Shaw can't even get on the field. And I just wonder, in terms of the moral fiber for Manchester United, the brand, is that good? Well, look, Manchester United knew what they were getting when they, when they went for for Mourinho. Yeah, uh, United is a, is a very iconic brand. They they're not they, they don't usually like those kind of things. But you see, um, Chelsea was like that uh, when before they got Mourinho, and he came in and announced that he was a special one. You know, created all the drama, but then he won. 
um, which which united the were the point where after Alex Ferguson left, they they had you know two coaches who didn't help them, so yeah. they needed someone who would bring back something something to them. And yes, you can talk about the brand. Yes, you can talk about uh, whatever. Um, I think that he's, you know, he's just been been Mourinho. I, usually, I mean, for me, I know what to expect from Mourinho every yeah. season. <laughs> I think but that, don't you think, Amika, you know, Chelsea and United are cut from, you know, they're not cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. I understand that Chelsea, Chelsea's the new boy. They're still, you know, despite having won the Champions League and Premier in terms of history, they are still the new boys. Manchester United, that's the Rolls Royce. Do you know what I mean? That's that's be, that's established. Mm. That's tradition. That's passion. And I'm, I'm not sure Mourinho has understood that he might have to diminish a bit of the old special one and just be part of something. Yeah, but I, he is Jose Mourinho. You, you know, it's true. The, the, he is the, point, the point is Mourinho cannot... If, if Mourinho suddenly is quiet, he's not making these statements. I mean, one of the... The most interesting things he's said now is trying to trying to put pressure on on Klopp and saying, you know, hey, you you complain about buy, buying Pogba and yeah. now all of a sudden you're spending so much so yeah. much money, but you see that Klopp understands what Mourinho's game is. He didn't try to respond to him in in that same way. So you know, here's my here's my thing, and and I think we're gonna need to move on maybe to to uh, Chelsea as well. My thing with Mourinho is that he does need to to change who he is. Purely because he's no longer the standard bearer. He does not set the standard anymore mm. in world football. And I think, and it's talking from a United, uh, from a United point point of view, as a big United fan, we are unfortunate in that we are stuck with him because I think that world football has moved on from his tactics. I think tactically he's been left behind by Pep Guardiola. Compared to against Burnley, you, got, you know, you know what I mean. So he's been what, left behind. What was his position last season? Second, true, true. Second, but that's a, that second is, is in disguise, guys. It, it, let's there was, be honest. It's in disguise. It that second, fan, they were second, but fan, they were miles behind. Second. As a United fan, at the end of the day, you know when the chips are down. Yeah. If you say, "Oh, as South Africa won the 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 Afcon before, Bafana is not doing very well," but you remember that that in '96. By won, the way, what trophies did Man United win last season? That kind well, of remember as United fan. Uh, do you know what I mean? So that's what I'm trying to say with Manchester United. You know, they chased the Moyes out right halfway into the season, and you know, it's not that Moyes didn't do too well. He took over from Sir Alex. Okay. That was always going to okay. be tough. Let's not even you know. bring that man into the picture. <laughs> but uh, we are going to move on uh, because we can't take the whole day speaking about Jose Mourinho. But let's move on uh, to Chelsea now. And uh, the big question is: Will the new man at the helm get a fair chance? He hasn't won anything before, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's that's always always the, the question, you yeah. know, because sometimes you want to you want to ask why if it's not damaged, why fix it? Yeah, I mean, Chelsea had Mourinho, he won the title. Next season, all sorts of problems, he got fired. Mm. Same thing with Conte. Conte yeah. comes in, he wins the title, he gets kicked out, and now you've got Sari, who I think that you know he's a phenomenal coach. He did well with Napoli. They had they had a great season um, last last season, but you know, Premier League comes with a lot, different lot, challenge lot, altogether. A lot of challenge, yeah. a lot of pressure. But yeah. you know, um, I spoke with Zola before he left here, and and I knew he, he did mention he was going to Chelsea, and, and uh, obviously I had to keep not mention it. Um, you yeah. can tell Amika all your secrets. <laughs> yes, keep them real tight. No, we have to. You have to. Otherwise, you don't um, um, respect. I, I like the fact that he brought brought in Zola, mm. who knows the league and who also speaks better, much better English than yeah. he does. 
Um, so I think we're going to see see a, a much different Chelsea because Sari likes to attack. Yeah. It's a very good point that you make And I wanted to, to speak about that attacking side of things He comes in where there's a number of issues that he Well, number five that he needs to put out first Before anything really does happen Thibaut Courtois, is he staying? Aiden Hazard, is he staying? Ola, what do you think? I think this is a very desperate season for Chelsea And this season for me is going to say a lot Not about the players on the field yeah. Not about the coach but the owner of Chelsea. Mm. I think Roman Abramovich is reaching that stage where it's getting close to expiry date for Chelsea. Yeah. Before, Abramovich was very involved with Chelsea. I mean, you saw him on the stands, you, he would come into the change rooms when players won big games, he would be vocal. Mm. And over the last year or so, couple of seasons maybe, it's, it, it seems like his passion is diminishing. Where are the headline signings from Chelsea? Mm. You know, they had to spend, you know, they paid the King's ransom for Morata. Yeah. Having let Diego Costa go, you know, for, you know, not the value that I thought he was worth. And that hasn't worked out. You, like you said, the Couture situation, that squad is old. Mm. They didn't make the Champions League. Abramovich has personal problems within England being Russian. His, his visa coming into the new season. Yeah. You know, he had that sort of issue. And I think we're getting to that stage with Chelsea where Abramovich, I think, you know, he's looking at the clock and he's looking at himself and he's saying, you know what, I had my fun with this toy. I'm moving on. And I'm looking at it going into the season. They, they had the Ancelotti's, they had the Scolari's, the Conte, the Mourinho's. Yeah. Sorry to me is literally like taking your sister to the matric dance. They had no other option. They had no other option, right? They had no papers at Man City. You're not oh, going to bring Mourinho back. They had no other option. Yeah. No, but I think they had no other option. I, I think I, I better disagree with you. They had no other option. I, I better disagree with you. I mean, Sari with Napoli uh, over the last two seasons has been. Napoli has been the one team that really pushed Juventus. In. But Amika, you, you, your opening line was he's won nothing. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I said he's that. One but, but you see, when you come to Chelsea, you know that at Chelsea you are expected to do one thing, which, yeah. which is win. If you don't win, you get fired. And and that's why I said, you know, happy that he brought in he brought in uh, Zola. Zola. Yeah. There are a lot of players in Ch at Chelsea like Eden Hazard wants to leave. Couture, we've heard about him probably going to Madrid. Uh, William is one, one of the most there's, of the There's another one, yes. Most of the yes, that's well, another yeah. one. But, um, you know, he said something uh, about William when he was asked uh, two days ago. He said, um, I'm not going to say anything unless I to, to William. You know, I'm obviously not happy about what happened, but, you know, let's see how the You know, the good thing about it is that we just, we're just we're practically a week away from the start of the yeah, Premier League. Yeah. And once, once hostilities start, Everything gets into the back burner, and the beauty of the, of this season is that the Premier League transfer ends on the ninth, so we're not going to wait a uh, whole month. A whole month. But for... you see, th th that's where I'm getting to when I was saying Abramovich is that usually Abramovich gets his business done early. He's there. He's in the back room, and and, and he's very involved. Of all the owners, but they do have, right? They do have Chelsea. See, and it's like Tottenham. Chelsea does have does have a very formidable um, lineup, and in fact. I think Chelsea old, has, no, no, not old. That, that Chelsea, Chelsea has old. a bunch of young players out on loan that that they can call on. They've they've, they've never been about that. Well, they, they, they haven't, but you know, never been about calling. It was, part, it was it was part of their long term yeah. plan, and don't forget that you know 
um, I mean, I've just, I, I went to London, Tottenham Stadium is ready and they're ready to move in. Yeah. Um, the, the plan is for Chelsea to also build a new new stadium. But Amika, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. right? You brought out something interesting. They had players on loan. Can we just mention Lukaku? De Bruyne, Salah, oh, but, but, no, but have more. Robin Luftus Cheek now is on loan. They do have more. They how many? They've got more. Mm. But what I'm saying is that how many more of those mistakes are going to happen now? Because eventually, some of those players they have to come back, and you're going to sign them. Mm. But now, are those players going to play when you've signed Morata for 70 and you're paying him X amount? Are you going to take a gamble on a young player? So that's my problem: is that it's spiraling out of control at Chelsea, and I, what we're seeing right now, I think, is Abramovich the just best, the best, kicking the butt. The done is is to keep Conte. They've done it. They've, they've, you know, they've offered him a new deal, and keeping Conte away mm. from PSG, that's like a new signing. Well, let's 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 hope it is for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I still I still believe that they they probably are going to be there and thereabout as well uh, this season. Let's move on to your team, uh, Liverpool Football Club, and the business that they've done, mm. and how much more can we expect from Liverpool? Are they real title contenders this season? I'm going to start with you. Yeah, what I'm happy about with Liverpool is, uh, and, and call me a traditionalist, you know, the, I always felt that the only way Liverpool would get back to to the top mm. is by having a long-term plan, you know, and... and 20 they, years or so? No, 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 not 20 years. <laughs> I think, you know, they got Klopp, uh, who fits the very fiber of the club. Yeah. He's got the same kind of energy, he's got that, that uh, passion that that the fans look for, because Liverpool fans are usually very romantic. Um, the one thing they're always done, romantic. Always, yes. always so one thing that, that he's done, that Klopp has done is, he's never been in a hurry about, if he wants a particular player, even if it means it will take him two transfer windows mm. to get that player, he will wait. And you've seen progress with him. Maybe they haven't, they haven't won any trophies, but you know, in the last three seasons, they've, they've got into the Europa League finals and lost, they got the Champions League last season. Yeah. And they qualified for the Champions League, which means, they, they, they found a bit of balance in terms of their revenue. I, I find that strange. You say they qualified for the Champions League. Can we just remind our guests they finished fourth, right? Arsenal always take flack for qualifying for the Champions League, <laughs> but Liverpool today, somehow, you know, they're praised for getting into the Champions League. Look, here's my issue with Liverpool, right? Is, you know, I understand what you're saying, the long-term plan and going forward, but... You know, I think it's about time we actually start holding Klopp accountable now. Well, right? That's a very I, good point. I, I think it's about time. Well. The, 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 like the honeymoon you're, phase you're, is you're over. Sound, you're sounding like Mourinho now. The, the, the honeymoon <laughs> phase think, is over. I think Mourinho got we, to you. We love the, the running around, <laughs> the madman Klopp. But can we start holding gonna, Klopp accountable? Yes, he's been to the finals. Here's a guy who was complaining about Mourinho just now. He won silverware, not silver medals. And now you're sounding like So can he start lifting trophies? The other issue that I have is, why are you guys paying so much for players? How, how is it that over the years I've seen Liverpool, they forked out 30 odd for Carroll. Here's Van Dijk for 70. Here's Alisson for 60. And I'm seeing teams, Arsenal got Leno for what, 20 odd million and he's one of the best keepers in the world. Could have even gone to the World Cup. But when Barca got to Sturgeon, no, obviously the climate was different, but mm-hmm. nowhere near there. And I, I'm looking at Liverpool, Van Dijk, and 70 odd million. And when you start adding those numbers, that's why Mourinho brought this up. When you start adding those numbers and you're seeing, you know, losing finalists, finishing fourth, you know, at some point, Klopp to get, has to, get, to be on to, the stand. To get to the Champions League finals with the team that Liverpool had last season, it's, it's, it's pure magic, if you ask me. 
And if you say you're talking about the price of players, it's determined by market forces. I think this last year's Champions League team was better than the one in Istanbul. No, market, market forces. As, 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 as yeah, a starting line. Abso absolutely, I agree with you. But market forces determine the price of, mm. of, of players. And the way it is right now. Well, if you keep buying every player want, in Southampton, no, at some point no, they're going to say, we'll give you 70 million. No, we went to Roma now. We moved to Roma now. Let's quickly wrap up Liverpool by. by, by Touching on the players that have been brought in, yes. are you happy with the quality? I am very happy, especially Naby Keita. Yeah. You know, Klopp was better with one season yeah. uh, to have him. Van Dijk was better with half a season to get him. And now he's gotten Fabinho, who's, who's, you know, what he's done is he's gradually plugging all the holes. He's got three Jordan Hendersons so, now. Fabinho, <laughs> Keita and Jordan Hendersons. Well, well, you can't say that. Keita, I think, I think you, don't, you don't understand Keita. Keita is... He's a box-to-box -box player. I, I, I think I can agree with that. Yes, he's a box-to-box -box player. much better than And I think Keita is even, in my opinion, is even a much better player than, than Kante is. Ooh, that's a very, yes, very big statement. Mind you, Kante is on the list for the FIFA oh, best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anybody can be on that list. I'm, I'm just that saying. That list is a big contest. We're going to wrap up Liverpool with that statement. Yeah. You, you heard it here first. Keita... He believes is much better. And the goalkeeper. Mm. The goalkeeper. No, no, yes, oh, don't yes, come yes. tell me now he's better than Noyo. No, 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 I'm saying that. At least he's better than Carriers who cost them the championship. No, no, no. Any goalkeeper that was going to come in at Liverpool is better than what was there um, um, uh, as far as last season was concerned. But we're going to move on now to the Emirates and uh, the. Come on home, come on home. So, Paula, this is. Uh, your strong point, your team. Yes, I want to hear what he says. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the question that I asked uh, a couple of minutes ago. Quality-wise, in terms of those that have come in, are they one good and enough? The manager. Yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely. I'm going to get to that as well. Are absolutely. the players good enough? Two. Absolutely. Is the manager? Absolutely. Good Look, if we were in this World Cup, we would have won it as well. Let's just say that. That's, that's how good our squad is. Hola. Look, Hola. Um, Hola. <laughs> I, I will say this as an Arsenal fan for the first time yeah. in a long time right we've actually signed players in positions of need right and we haven't faffed around shuffling our left back to play centre back our centre mid to play right wing and yeah. so forth we've bought players that were needed for the position and we've upgraded we didn't just sign we upgraded okay. that's a positive and what I like with uh, Unai Emery what he's brought into the team from what I've seen so far in the pre-season games is that we are scoring goals. Yeah. My problem again. Who did you guys play against? Who did you guys play against? Okay. Hang on, hang on. It, 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 the, the, okay, no, go on. But I'll, I'll, we'll come back friend, to scoring goals. We, we, we are scoring against Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we put five against PSG. No, you beat Blackburn Rovers from from Durban. We, we, put, we put five against PSG. Calm down, right? We put five against PSG, right? What I like is that my problem with Arsenal, right, going forward was that whenever we were playing at home, up only when we went down, that's when we needed to score right. and we looked threatening to score. We look like we're threatening to score every time we have the ball. Okay. We've got a, a Smith Rowe, our 17-year-old. We've got Gwendausi in the middle holding it down. And a, you know that Obama and Lacazette, you know, that combination is going to be deadly this season. Yeah, Obama, right? And for once, we have a holding midfield. I mean, Lucas Torreira had actually a really good World Cup. Yeah. And he, he's not the sort of Jaka type of player who literally is running in and just head first into players. He's actually quite tactical. He breaks down a play and he's a very good pass of 
the ball, not just long passing, but so, short so passing. I, I, so, I think for me, for me, he was one of the one of the standard players in the World Cup. Mm. So I was quite surprised that Asma went for him, and, and I must say. So then, with with him and and Jaka, do you play both of them, or do you? I think, you know, um, that's an interesting point you brought up because was one of my criticism about Arsene Wenger was that, you know, we never really changed formation mm. much, right? And what I like with uh, Unai Emery is that he's not afraid to change the scheme. You cannot approach every game with the same formation. Mm. That's Some, for you. That's Venga for you. <laughs> there you go. That was a problem. So at least now we have options because, I mean, can you imagine, right? Before, our options was, okay, if it didn't work out, you know, we'd have to shuffle Monreal at wide left wing and yeah. play three at the back and do all sorts of crazy things. Now, we don't have to do that. We can change formation with the players that can play those skilled positions and not have to shovel strikers into right wings, midfielders into, our, you know, out and wide And you get, you get Ozil now who, who is going to face Arsenal and not and not Germany. Uh, you know what? I hope he's happy enough. I, 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 I hope the Mr. Ozil that we get is, is um, look, I think Mr. Ozil had a tough World Cup mm. and he's had a tough couple of weeks after the World Cup. The fact that he cut his holiday short, you know, I think he's ready to roll his sleeves up and get to work. And I hope we see the best of him. He's easily my favorite player in England, um, just because of the quality that he brings onto the pitch. And uh, before we, we move on from Arsenal, I want to ask, in terms of the strongest Arsenal lineup you'd like to see start the season, because you've got a lot of attacking options, a lot of midfield options as well. There's still Aaron Ramsey that you can add into that picture. So who's playing midfield going forward? Who's starting? I think our midfield is quite, uh, it speaks for itself. Uh, you know, I still think you can have Aubameyang out wide, right? I don't okay, think so it's like got... Lacazette and Aubameyang starting. Up front, Lacazette, Mkhitaryan on the Ozil. other side, Ozil behind Lacazette. Mm -hmm. And you can have, you know, Torreira or Ramsey in there, or you can have a Chaka and a Torreira or Ramsey in there, which Where's is... Where's my boy, Alexi Wobi? You know, Alex Wobi, he's impressed in this preseason, I must say. And I think, you know, that's the other thing well, about having a new question. coach, right? Where is Alex Wobi in that in He's that impressed, picture? but un unfortunately, he's not going to start. But there is space for him. There is space for him should he improve. Mm -hmm. But I like what I'm seeing in preseason. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that uh, wraps up that uh, Premier League uh, segment. We're going to move uh, swiftly along to uh, local football. And uh, by local, I mean the Absa Premiership, which gets underway in a couple of hours, uh, Saturday, the 4th of August. Let's start with uh, Amakosi Kaiser Chiefs making headlines uh, towards the end of last season. Not great headlines, uh, uh, it has to be said. They promised... An overhaul of the squad. Has it happened? No. Why hasn't it happened? I think that Chiefs, um, you know, they they should be, you know, right at the top of the of the pile, competing with sun, Sundowns for players, for for quality, mm. and you know, you know, they they've rather uh, you know stagnated, especially when they had. They, they have so much struggles trying to get rid, get rid of, of of the former coach. Mm. You know, now they, they took so long, and then they get they get a coach, and there hasn't been enough time for them to try and get get where they where they are. Do you think they took too long with getting? I, the think, coach? They, I think they took too long. I think that they took for whatever reason they took too long. Mm. Um, parting ways with with Steve Compella, who, you know, make no mistake about it, he's he's a good coach, but I think that at the point he lost his way at Chiefs. Yeah, and. Maybe should have been out of the, the picture long before the, the end of the season, and that would have given them enough time to try and get players. But you know they've got billiards, 
Um, who, is he enough though? Is he enough? Well, is Billy they, they probably, they probably know, needed someone who will who my, will ignite them. Yeah. My thing is this: any team whose coach arrives the week of the season <laughs> and the first game is against the defending champions, I I, I don't know how that is uh, any form of uh, intelligence on mm. their part, especially considering that you know they need to literally. Um, it, they need to hit the refresh button, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Sundowns also need to refresh because they've been playing. They've been playing, I think, for two. We'll, for, we'll for, get to Sundowns. We'll get to Sundowns. Right? Yeah. We'll get to Sundowns. But so for, for me, the burnout happened to, to for me, the Orlando Pirates as well. Remember? Yes, for me, Amika. Yes. I mean, Chiefs. You know, they're still. They haven't actually pressed the reset button and said, "Okay, guys, we need a new plan." You know, and I'm still seeing players at Chiefs that have been here for the last five. Six, you know. The Shabas are still there when the Zolinyan has moved on and mm. so forth. And okay, Kunes looks like he's chained to Chiefs, so you know why let him go? Best goalkeeper in the country. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, so I can understand that. But I think for me, you know, the coach comes in the week of the first season and they're playing sundowns away from home. Mm. To me, that just tells me that this season already seems like it wasn't thought out. But you, know? you never know. One, one, one thing I like that he's done is he's put all the pressure on, on Sundowns by saying, but not promising anything. But you, know, you uh, never know. But look, look, I think to that point, it could be that, yes, he's putting the pressure on Sundowns, but he can also just read it as it seems. If he says, I can't promise anything, maybe that's because there's nothing for Chiefs to promise anyway. They weren't, they weren't exactly a bad team even last season. They no, they finished exactly bad third. Team. Yeah, they weren't a bad team. It's mm. just that, you know, I just I just feel like Chiefs can't do better. You know? But you know, so speaking you feel they can or they can't. Yeah, I, I feel, they, I feel, they can. I feel, I feel that they can they, do better mm-hmm. because if it's just any team in the country that has the resources yeah. and has also the, the pedigree. The, of the ped, yeah, the, yeah, the pedigree is one thing, but, you know, to have the will to. To, to go ahead and do it because it's one thing you you can plan all you want to do but just go out there and do it and with Chiefs I think they take too much time but that's the one thing I like going to see uh, this season with Chiefs the signing of Kama Billiard for me was a massive coup right because there were clubs overseas lining up for this yeah. guy that's a massive coup and a big signing I still think you know Kaiser Chiefs need to go back to their DNA Right, and I'm not even talking about the Chiefs of five years ago. I'm talking. You, you were talking. I'm, you, you were the one who was talking about Mourinho being out of. No, no, no. A a manager and a club are two different things, right? A manager and a club are two different things, right? They need to go back to their DNA, Kaiser Chiefs, right? Go back to the drawing board. And, you know, for me, when I grew up watching Kaiser Chiefs, you know, I used to see fast, skillful, lethal, and very precise at finishing, getting goals in the back of the net, right? Whether it was the Mbesuma days, the Jabupule days, you know, the the Tabang Libisi days, for me, when I think of Chiefs, I just think of flair, attacking, and just guys but that the, are... But the game has changed now. The yeah. game has changed, Amika. Yeah, I mean, like the the saw, game saw, has changed. Like the World Cup, if there's one thing that but I think... you I cannot think, escape I think, your DNA, I think, I think South African football needs to address. It is, you know, has the game left mm. South African football behind? Because you talk a lot about flair and, and what have you. So are you, are you saying that... Are you are you saying that Chiefs uh, in this particular example need to also adapt? They need to, and I, and I think that maybe this is the opportunity that they have. You know, for me, when they announced the coach, I was wondering, like, you know, Salinas, who? You know, but until I watched the first game, um, and interestingly, they're going to play against Sundown, so there's no hiding place. You know, mm-hmm. it's either they're going to get a hiding, or we will we'll see. 
that maybe he has he has a plan up his sleeve. The one okay. thing though that I, I must say that this season I'm looking forward to is Pirates. Uh, that's that's a very good point yeah. And I was actually going to make that point Especially with the Chiefs story Because as much as they finished third last season It's one thing to finish third It's another thing to finish third behind Sundowns and Pirates And I feel as if Sundowns and Pirates Are setting the standard at the moment Pirates being the ones challenging the standard set by Sundowns Whereas Chiefs are still very much Mm, you know, not really anywhere close to, 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 I think, matching Pirates and Sundance in squad quality. And um, again, I could be wrong, but I, I just feel, again, as a Chiefs fan, that I'm just not... I'm not, I'm not confident, let me put it that way, going into the season. Not as confident as uh, perhaps a, a, a Sundowns fan would be right now. And I say that because we are going to uh, go into Sundowns a fair bit. They've just... Announced the signing of, 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 of Mabu as well, who's joining the squad. We know that they want to beef up for uh, the CAF Champions League. We know that they are. Sometimes are like, sometimes are like, they're like Chelsea. They have too many players. And, and I think the reason they haven't burnt out right now is just that Pizzo has been able to manage to integrate yeah. a few of the players. I mean, if you look at even Persitao, he came out of nowhere mm. into, the, into that team. So we've seen them over the last few years. However, um, when you play in Africa, as regularly as they've done, mm. you'll find that, that you know, Paris apart from it, the, the, you know, the success, their success in Africa meant that they didn't have proper pre-season, they, yes. they didn't have holidays. It's been a story for about three seasons yes. now. So, yeah. um, can Sundowns keep up the, the momentum? That's, that's the worry. And that's where I feel that, like, like Pirates, they've got an edge this season because they, they finished very strong last season. Mm. They still have the coach and, you know, a few silent additions into that squad. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, let's not forget that they also have got uh, CAF Champions League commitments this season yes, coming up as well. So yes, that's yes. also going to be a, a, a big test for them. But well, as far as Sundowns are concerned, are they in a position where we can say they can defend their title? You know what? Um, I think of the last three seasons, you know, um, it would be foolish to doubt Sundowns, mm. you know, be it uh, continentally or locally. And the one thing I must say about Sundowns is that, you know, most people used to criticize them for having that big squad and signing almost, you know, it was like, did you need Libisi when you signed Manisa? Did you need so and so? And the truth is, they actually do. I mean, uh, you look at their CAF commitments, for example. And they've got Charlie, you know? now. And they've got they've Charlie, Charlie now, now you know. Well. Uh, the, um, Gaston Serino now, who yep. actually looked very good yep. when I saw him in the, um, the CAF Champions League game yep. the other day. You know, they actually do need that well, big they squad. Asked, they asked you know? now. You can see, you can see that, that not having had enough rest. I think because, because the, the South African calendar with the Champions League is it's not uh, you know aligned with Africa. Yeah, puts the South African teams on that real every time. Yeah, and for yeah. a team like Sundowns, who yeah. you know is always going to be in that top part of the of the log where they have to. It, have, it, 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 and, I must, and I must say, you know, two seasons ago when they won that Cup Champions League, I thought they played the most. Incredible piece of football. That was world class. That, I, that, I that was world class. Barcelona should come then. Especially <laughs> when they played away in North Africa. Yeah. Yes. I mean, these boys were fearless. They took this game. I mean, I, I, I usually to travel all the way to Artridgeville to watch Sundowns mm. play, I usually would like, you know, you know uh, they, they won't do well in Africa. But I just watched one game on TV and I went to every single yeah. game because I just I saw a team that was that was. 
And the, play against North Africans in the way, in the way and the treatment they get there. Yeah. Most people actually don't know that you know <laughs> when you play North Africa, right? It is definitely no, not the easiest. Not just North Africa. Right? When you play outside play of anywhere, yeah, play anywhere, anywhere in Africa, right? <laughs> it's, it's really, really not easy. From trying to sleep in the hotel, mm. right, to getting to the stadiums and having the green uh, lasers flashing your eyes every second of the game, it's not easy. And what Sundowns for me have done that I think a lot of teams in South Africa can take um, a page from their book is that, listen, there's nothing wrong with rotating your squad because the more guys you have playing and giving more guys game time, they get familiar to the situation and other players get rest. And that's where I think, you know, a, a lot of teams in, in South Africa suffer because they don't rotate their players enough. Yeah, I think they have to... They, so uh, the PSL and Safa, they have to align the calendars with mm. with CAF. Yeah, I mean this is this has been. That's, that's this has the, been, I mean, they, they talk about for a very long time. They talk about it over and over, yeah. but if you don't do that, look, the human, you, you cannot play. It's like it's like how players went to the World Cup. I think and, and the, came the, back and you, you see all the managers are saying, "Go on." I, I yeah, think the Sundowns players are Mika, right? The Sundowns players in the last three years, right? I think they have played a total of some twenty-nine months of consecutive Without football. Break. Twenty-nine months of consecutive yeah. football. Twenty-nine months. Even the coaches survived. Mm. Yeah, because you need you need a, you need to mm. to go and refresh. Mm. And I mean, Coach Peter Musamane did did mention uh, something about taking a break towards the end of last season. You know, he was mm. contemplating taking a break himself. Yeah. So uh, that says a lot about uh, the challenges that, that they've had to face. But I guess credit to them because they've embraced them, and uh, uh, so far they're doing a, a really good and job. I think, it has to be a lot of credit, a fantastic to, job to, to Pisu uh, as well. Because yeah, you know, when when you coach, he coached Bafana, and his career came. To a point where mm. it was almost like, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. But yeah. I think at Sundowns he's he's, he's, shown, home. he's shown that you know he he understands the modern game, and I think mm. a lot of the clubs in South Africa need to begin to look inwards. We've seen with Benny Makati at at, yes. at Cape Town City. We need to look at some of these players who have and coaches who have international experience, mm. um, and hopefully we will get a few more of them come back um, into the game. Maybe Stephen Pena will coach as well. Yeah. Um, it's a Benny McCarthy is 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 yeah Benny Carnell yeah yeah yeah. So some gremlins in the system, and it's okay, it's okay. But uh, no, uh, uh, it's fair point, fair point on on Coach Peter Mosemane, and may continue to to uh, raise the flag very high for local coaches as well. Well, a lot has been said, a lot has been touched on. We're gonna take some time now to uh, replenish and refresh. Take a bit of a short break. We'll be back after this. What makes us better? Rivalry. This is the ABSA Premiership. Well, we move on now to uh, some of the headlining matters that have uh, sort of uh, gripped and uh, grabbed our attention over the past couple of months in world football. And starting with perhaps the biggest of them all, Cristiano Ronaldo is no longer at Real Madrid. Mm. Um, who saw it coming? I don't know. I think um, most... People thought he was going to go back to Manchester United mm. because at the end of the day, I'm did, did you hear his comment I'm about why? No, no, can I tell the world what he said? He yeah. said I would have gone back to Man United, but I don't want to play right, right back. Okay, so that's, <laughs> and that's a, that's a dig at, at Jose Mourinho. A part of the the, the excitement for me mm. with him moving to Juventus is we, we've seen over the last few years that that when players hit 30 plus, 
they, they seem to do well at, at AC Milan, Inter Milan, and especially Juventus. And mm. In fact, they've actually got Bonucci back, back, back mm. in Juventus and, and having uh, Higuain go the other way mm. around. So I think that, you know, Juventus, for me, probably um, the most consistent team outside of the, the Spanish and English yeah. teams. And not, not just how they, they won the league. Um, three years ago, I went to the semi-finals of the of the UEFA Champions League at at this at Santiago Bernabeu, and it was Real Madrid versus versus Juventus, mm. and that's one of the best games I saw Pogba play. And they came into that game, it ended one one one, but it was enough to see. That was see, the one with see, Morata. Yes, see, uh, see Mourinho. Uh, sorry, uh, Real Madrid eliminated in that mm. in that game. You know, you know, but, but when I saw them lose in the finals to to Real Madrid, you you saw that there was just that. That um, something was missing from Juventus. Mm. They needed to have just that little edge, and maybe having Ronaldo kind of completes that team. Uh, so, so perhaps you feel that's that that maybe one probably the biggest reason why uh, Juventus did go for Ronaldo is the fact that they've been in the Champions League final a number of times now in the past three four seasons. Yes, they, haven't they, won it. They won in 2015 and mm. they also 20, 2017. Mm. Haven't won it, so they need that that edge to perhaps get back there. I think you know what um, the Ronaldo signing. What it does to Juventus, it gives them a guy that's going to put the ball in the back of the net mm. in games where they couldn't. Mm. It's as simple as that. Because if you look at Juventus, I mean, um, they had a great goalkeeper in Buffon yeah. and a great defense midfield was always um, um, quite a, a very good, yeah. a very good yeah. quality midfielder. Yeah. But as Amika said. It was those games where, on a knife edge, where they just couldn't find it, you know, put in the back of the net. Mm. And what I like about Ronaldo coming to Juventus is that, you know, if you look at, um, like Amika said, the older players that usually come into Serie A, you know, Serie A is a, a lot slower and very tactical mm. compared to the other leagues. Ronaldo, you know, is contrary to that. Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see how Juventus actually adapt to him. Because now, you know, whereas with Higuain, he was, you know, the slower player. He'd slow it down, have Dybala run around him and so forth. It's going to be interesting how they set up now. Because Ronaldo, you know, you want Ronaldo in the box, either behind the players yeah. or get that crossing early so he can get his head to it or finish. Well, I, mean, um, I mean, Italians are the masters of, of counter-attacking football. Yeah. And, that, and that will suit him perfectly. But because you mentioned you say that Italians within that Juve side how many Italians are there, are in, in there to, I mean, to play that that type of football well, I mean, there's, there's, well there's, Allegri, they, have, they have enough that, that's why they brought Bonucci back because mm. defensively I think uh, with Chiellini and Bonucci they know themselves so so well yeah. and we, you will see um, a bit more um, purpose this season because Juventus last season really battled with Napoli that's it, to mm. be honest that's the only thing that was missing at Juventus yeah. was a a a potent finisher, right? And, you know, to add that piece, I wouldn't be shocked, right, if Juventus do get to the final. Winning it, I don't, it would depend who they play, obviously, yeah. but I wouldn't be shocked. They got to the semi-quarterfinals last year, mm. right? And they were just a miracle, a bicycle they, kick. They were, they, were really, they were really tremendous against Tottenham because to yeah. come back the way yes, they did yes, um, was, was a surprise. But I, I, just, I just feel like, um, you know, keeping Allegri... Keeping the team, bringing back Bonucci. Keeping Allegri was also key. Yes, that they, was also they, quite because key. at the point Allegri was almost going to go to Chelsea. Arsenal, even Arsenal, even Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see 
um, a lot more attention now uh, shift also to the to Syria. Mm-hmm. And I must tell you, in the 90s, Syria was way ahead of the Premier League. No, it, oh, that's very true. That's very and, true. And um, I mean, I've worked I worked on the Super Sport production of Syria um, 10 years ago. One thing, I like to used, to used to quote Genoa at the time. One thing that has not changed about Syria is is just how the passion of, mm. of the players mm. from from all the teams, whether you're playing against the top team or playing against the, the, the lower team, you find now that more and more people want to watch more games, not just Juventus because mm. of Ronaldo. His impact is already there with Absolutely. sales of jerseys, merchandising, yeah. Yeah. and now interest. People are going to be you know tuning in to watch more games. Someone actually said to me yesterday that, you know, um, who's going to be competing with Messi? <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a very good question, that. And actually, no, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on that. Is there anyone that competes with Messi? Ronaldo. Does he does he compete? Are they on the same playing level, or is there one that is ahead of the other? No, for I, you? I think that the boots, the boot, I think we were we were fortunate to, to have them both mm. oh, yes, um, yes. together because yeah. one thing we've seen for a period of ten years, the the boot went. Neck and neck, and, yeah. neck. And that's why you see even with the Ballon d'Or and FIFA Player of the Year mm. awards, they, they both won it five, equal number of times. Yeah. So um, this season is, is a chance to try and separate them on the play. And mm. people always say, you know, well, Messi needs to go and try somewhere. Ronaldo has proven that he can do well in, in so many different leagues. Yeah. So um, that, that's why for me, I, I still feel that you know, um, it's the greatest sports rivalry of all time. Greatest, you, you, sports you feel, yeah. greatest sports rivalry of all time. I know people would like to throw the tennis rivalries, but that's if those two get to the final. These guys, even when they're not playing against each other, if Ronaldo scores two on Saturday, Messi will score three on Sunday, mm. and vice versa the next weekend. Mm. Maybe. And, you know, if well, Real Madrid have won three years in a row now, but there was a period where, were, where Barca they, won it, they were some, winning it, and there were, then, there were some tennis rivalries. You know, there like, were some tennis rivalries, like, but Amika, to be honest with you, the Messi, when, when, the Messi, here's when, say, when you say when you say that, it almost sounds like it's an absolute. I have struck I, I, a nerve. I have struck a nerve. There are fights at homes. <laughs> there are fights at homes. There are fights on the streets because of these two. Yeah. And for me, what I like with their rivalry more than anything is that you know, every week you'll be entertained by one or the other. Mm. The one thing I can one say. The, other. the one thing I can say is, is when I was a kid, um, there was a guy called Brian Pop Robson who scored like 200 and something goals in England mm. and I thought how oh, you know would, would anybody ever come close to scoring those number of goals mm. I mean with Pele his record is almost like some kind of fairy tale so I used to go and find video tapes mm. to watch some of his goals but I think with Ronaldo and, and Messi just have them having them scoring hard tricks like for, like it was for nothing. fun yeah you know, um, really phenomenal. But to say that that is the greatest sporting rivalry of all out. time, I put my neck out. You know, you can go basketball. You can go. There's so many. I'll put no, there my is. Neck. There's, there's, there's plenty. There's so many. But I think, I think, I think. You know, not, not agreeing with Paula that it is the greatest of all time. No, no, I'm not again. I'm not. I will, I'm not going to agree with you now in not agreeing with him. But I'm saying that I think he's he's got he's got some fair points. For and there decade, are some for a decade mm, plus. Mm. For you, can, you, can say, you can say the greatest football rivalry. I'll agree with you, but don't say the greatest sporting rivalry. Okay, oh, okay, we'll, 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 we'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. We're going to stay uh, uh, with La Liga, though. Does then the sale of Ronaldo to Juventus open the door for Barcelona to go and defend the La Liga crown, or even with Ronaldo, they would still be well, favourites? Let's be clear on this. Um, 
Barcelona have actually owned La Liga. That's not a lie. You know, even in that Ronaldo era. Yeah. Because I think Real Madrid have only won two La Liga titles. In the last 10 years. Two in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Who, who cares? As long as they win, they win so, the, Real Madrid, so it, they winning the Champions League. Really, really pause cold water on how many titles Madrid win. But, no, but here's the danger with that, though. Here, the danger with that is. I think it's 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 sort of informed, uh, um, uh, I guess, modern culture, now, modern football culture. The fact that as long as I win the Champions League, I'm having a fine season. No, no, you, 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 it's, you, it's, what, it's, what you need to understand is that there was an era where Real Madrid uh, had won the Champions League like seven times, Barcelona hadn't won even one. Yeah, you know, and until until Johan Cruyff came into into Barcelona, and then they won. In fact. Prior to that time, I think yeah. it was 1889-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90-90
I think I, I agree with Holland. I've also spoken to a number of people uh, from Madrid about this. As long as there's this Barcelona clutch, this Barcelona thing that is on the, on their back, they they as much as they're going to celebrate their titles and look, they should celebrate their Champions League titles. Thirteen Champions League titles, three in, in by, a row in this climate by, by the way, is fantastic. By the way, Real Madrid also won. They won La, La Decima in the Euroleague basketball. Oh yes, yes, yes. The rivalry between them extends also also to basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. So they won, they won, they won it, and Fiorentina Perez was going on about how they they have they they have dominated the two the two top top spots in in, in Europe. So look, I guess if you've got the resources of Real Madrid, you've got the history. uh, It's no surprise if you are uh, going on to dominate uh, like that. So that's pretty much all we do have as far as the Ronaldo and Messi and Barcelona Real Madrid uh, story is concerned. Uh, We're gonna try and find some of the other news that have been making headlines in world football over the past couple of months. Uh, I guess perhaps since. Uh, that uh, World Cup final that uh, France me, did win. For me, Shakiri to Liverpool. Uh, Big story, that. The fact that most clubs, you know, didn't think that, you know, he could do something. Mm. And, you know, this guy's been there. He's been in England now for Premier League for three years. Mm. And he showed in the World Cup just what great quality. And not only that, he, he gets on, on his first game for Liverpool and scores on uh, a bicycle. Fantastic against, bicycle, yeah. Against, yeah. against Real Madrid. I think that I have a feeling that... If he gets game time, because most allies are still going to score goals, mm-hmm. if he gets game time, he could prove just as good as Salah was last season for Liverpool. Oof, Maybe not not in terms of goals, but his his, go, his ability it. ability yeah. to assist. Mm. You know, I, I saw him set up a goal for Daniel Storage. Mm. People are, under, are underestimating Sh- uh, Shakiri. Mm. He is one player to look out for. I, I think I agree with you. I agree with you. I think he wasted a number of years at Stoke, and I'm really surprised that much no on. teams, no, no sort of big team came and you know came knocking. And they probably would have gone for cheaper uh, had they come knocking two seasons ago. How much did they get him for? They got him for, they got, they got him for 13 million. 13, and I, I think yeah, that's, that's a steal. It, that it is. It's, it's very much a steal. He's a quality, quality footballer. And he's, he's, certainly, he's definitely going to add a lot of uh, quality to an already uh, you know well-stocked attacking he's attacking for lineup. He's for yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's a very good coup from, from Jurgen Klopp that I, 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 no, for I me, definitely um, agree. I must say, Atletico Madrid made some interesting signings yeah. that um, obviously every signing has been overshadowed by Ronaldo's signing. But, you know, that uh, Jelson Martins and the Thomas mm. Lamar signing, yeah. I think those were really, really big the, the signings. The Lamar one shocked me. The really Lamar did. one shocked me because mm. what shocked me was the price, first of all, because yeah. often we're quoted 70, 80, <laughs> and they come and get 60. I, I, I don't understand how this works. but It's market forces. I told yeah. you earlier yeah, when you're about price. If, yeah. it's time that if you wait until last minute, you know, at the time Lamar was, it was Arsenal wanted him, wanted him a day before mm. before the the end of the of the transfer. Yeah. Year. And that's that's what happened. Because for me, when I look at Atletico Madrid, um, you know, they were always defensively they were good, midfield was good, but mm. it was always an extra edge attacking wise. Why they couldn't beat? Yeah. I mean, they went through that period where they had that um, the Diego Costa Atletico, but there was MSN there. Yes. You know, there was that Messi yeah. name Suarez, and even before with the Falcao era, mm. you know, BBC had just started, yeah. and you know, they just couldn't do anything against Barcelona with the David Villa and Messi and and so forth. So. They always lacked that extra edge on attack. So now that Griezmann has established himself, Diego Costa is Diego Costa. Mm. And I, I think Kevin Kamara is still there. 
And you now add, you know, Thomas Lamar and Chelsea Martins, which Chelsea Martins to me is a very interesting player. You know, I really wanted the fact him at that Arsenal. They, they got him, they got him. Also, actually, they got him cheap, you know, because yeah. Sporting yeah. had problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sporting fans actually, at the last day of training, they ran onto the field and started mm. beating up their players. And that's one of the reasons why Chelsea Martin decided yeah. enough of this. I, I wanted to cancel my contract. And, you know, Atletico swooped in and got him um, on the back of that. And when I look at them, that defense is solid. Oblak is still there. They've retained their best players. I think they're going to make quite a, quite headlines this season. Okay, uh, let's move on to uh, asking the question then. As far as the transfers are concerned, which of uh, the big boys in, in, in world football, European football, still uh, sort of still need to go into the market and, and, and strengthen ahead of the season? To be season? honest with you, I'm very worried about Chelsea. Mm. And, you know, I... I what worries me about Chelsea was the same worry I had last year. You know, Zappacosta mm. is there, Emerson is there, you've got Rudiger, Christensen, Cahill, David Luiz, and that's just the back four, mm. right? And in the middle, Cesc Fabregas is still there, Bagayoko is still there, and all of that, you know, it's, it's a dark cloud hidden in there. Is a, a ray of sunshine in Hazard, Coutoir, mm. and William. And is, you know, is that enough for Chelsea to go forward? If you don't, is that enough? If you don't, if you don't lose any of those players, I think that once the league starts, transfer window is closed. Players will buckle in and they will play. Chelsea's got a lot of quality in that team. That, I think, I think they finished finish the season very well. You forget. They finished the season very well. They pushed Liverpool for that fourth fourth place. Mm. You know, for me, I think I was even surprised that they let Conte go because, you know. His complaint was just like Mourinho is. I'm not getting the players that yeah, I want. Yeah. So why don't you just give him the players and let him work? But you know, uh, people talk about. I mean, Tottenham hasn't signed anybody. And, which and, is which and, is and they might and they lose they, they lose a couple of players. Mm. But they, what they what they've done is they're trying to pull a few of the players from their their youth the youth uh, their youth uh, yeah. setup. And if, you know, if you want to be realistic, you know, some of the players. Do you just buy players for the sake of buying players? I think that's one thing that Klopp proved over the last few seasons. He wouldn't buy, and then when he needed to, he He's first thing he in. did was he, he got the players that that he was that wasn't that were in the team, mm -hmm. to, you know, to raise their game. And you found that certain players, I mean, Dejan Lovren was see, the most criticised player, but you Amika, playing the World Cup final. For me, with Chelsea, the fact that they've failed to reach Champions League twice in I think the last three years. Right, that to me is an indicator that they need to press the reset button. No, you, you, okay. you, you're the right. one who is complaining about, okay. about no, no, no. position. This no, is no, 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 I can, no, no, I can really no, see this is going to be another another debate. This is a debate. club that has the resources they are spending let's, hundreds of millions a season. Let's, let's quickly let's quickly touch <laughs> before we move on. Uh, let's quickly touch on 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 very shortly. Riyad Mahrez to Manchester City. Good move. Oh, excellent. Good move. Excellent. Fantastic. A plus. I think, I think I think you know as an African. Mm. Uh, that's what you want to see. Yeah. And when you imagine that Marius was bought, was bought by 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 Leicester for five hundred thousand, mm. uh, this is this is a dream. This is a dream for every African child. I hope that, that team. I, I, I hope got, there's a huge sell-on fee for Marius because there is there is always yeah. always a sell-on fee, and that's yeah. something that even African teams don't, yeah. don't take into cognizance. I I, you know, I, I move yes. like that. I mean that's that's a phenomenal move. I, I really, I really, I really do hope that uh, Pep gives him, you know, the game time because he's, uh, he's going to play. Injured, I, I know now he's play, injured. He will, play, he will play ahead of of Sterling. Of Sterling. That's for Oof. sure. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, look, he's a better footballer than Sterling, but I think in the way that City play, I think Sterling works perfectly for them. With uh, him on the one Sterling side, with Sane on the other when, side. When, when he's in front of goal, he thinks 
Not a lie. Not I don't think. I, I think he must be in the Guinness well, Book of Records of the I'm most a, scuffed I'm a, shots I've found I'm a Liverpool the fan, so... <laughs> so there might be a bit of... Uh, Still bitter. <laughs> yeah, but, but, no, but fantastic You got 50 million with it, we all so... Agree. Yeah. We all agree. A fantastic move for, 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 for Riyad Mahrez to uh, Manchester City, and I'm sure he's really chomping at the bit to work with uh, Pep Guardiola uh, a bit further as well. well okay. I mean, but also, if you look at it now, with, with Mahrez, his move with, uh, with Conte... Um, sorry, so not country with uh, Keita, yeah, and with Salah. You got like the, like the most expensive African players are all in the Premier League, yeah, you know? that's yeah. it. And they're doing and they're, the good things that they're doing really well as yeah. well, uh, and not just adding numbers. Uh, in and the and the we haven't talked about Percy Tower as well. Perhaps it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a you know perfect time for us to touch on him. Yeah, uh, I mean, without a doubt, the best. Uh, player in South Africa over the past two seasons. I, I honestly think the Percy Tower, I hope actually mm. that it's a lightning rod to a lot of our players. Um, you know, our players in South Africa tend to, I don't know why they, they don't want to cross, you know, that bridge and mm. go overseas and just go, you know, gamble on your own talent. Yes. Gamble on your own talent. Mm. And I like what Percy Tower is moving, moving at the right time as well because sometimes yes. a player like Shaba, for instance, when he had, when, when he was really hot, Especially that year before the, the World, World Cup, Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, the Confed Cup, I thought both him and Kune. And I'll shock you, here's, here's one that, that I think I spent a week in Cape Town when Nigeria played against South Africa. And um, you know the, the goalkeeper for, for Pirates who died? Ah, Senzo. Um, yeah. Yes. Senzo. We had, a, we had a conversation, but I, I did write a blog after, after he died. Mm. And my entire conversation was, with him was simply, this is the right time for you to move to Europe. Mm. And I'm saying to him, like, he was saying, okay, but goalkeepers, I said, look, I gave him an example, I said, Vincent Inyama won the, the CAF Champions League twice with Inyama, and then he moved to, to, to Israel. Mm. And from well, Israel, he moved Israel to, to, to Israel. And I said to him, you know, whatever you do, you, you've taken your game to a point where, for you to be the best in Africa, because at that point, Senzo was almost, Senzo was there. almost top. And I said to him, you know, this is the time that you should that you should move. And then when I heard that morning that he'd been shot, and I kept saying to myself, like, you know, I wonder if he moved. This this the, 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 this whole idea that you can be king here. Yeah, the clubs here are very good, but mm. sometimes at the peak you gotta find find that, that moment to move. Yeah. And I think Persitao, he might be loaned out, but we're gonna see mm. We're going to see him inspire a lot of kids to, no. try and, to try and take that leap. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I think he's, he's definitely going to make many more headlines over the next couple of years, hopefully playing uh, in the uh, uh, Premiership and being a regular at Brighton as well. Okay, so we're going to move on uh, to a, a segment we like uh, to uh, call Fantasy Premier League. And uh, this is uh, something that's very popular, of course, uh, within the footballing circle, especially the one that uh, is uh, in England. I'm going to start with asking which player uh, for the upcoming season do you think is going to be the the trump card for a lot of people, a lot of fantasy Premier League managers? Last season it was yeah. it was it was uh, Mo Salah. Salah. He absolutely murdered it. But initially, most people didn't give him a chance. Exactly. No, that's true. Uh, that's true. To, to be honest with you, um, tried and trusted. I think you st I still think you can't go wrong with Harry Kane. I know Harry Kane always takes about a month to get his yeah. to find his groove. Once he does get going, once he does find it, <laughs> who else is going to score the goals for Tottenham? Yeah, who else is going to score the goals for Tottenham? He's on penalties, it's, penalties. He's probably going to take free kicks now as well. Is Aguero going to start over Jesus? Well, 
Aguero is still there. I, I, I so yeah, Jesus just signed a new long-term deal. I, I think, but, I well, think Jesus in the World Cup was. Mm. Well, and and, and, and Aguero was not as, as much as much as Pep and Aguero might not get along. Pep always knows that you know what. That man is gonna get. He's gonna, he's gonna win me matches. I don't think he's gonna score. He's gonna win me matches. I'm still sticking with Kane. I think. Okay. I, I so think, Harry Kane. I think. Mo, I think Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Um, most people have questioned. You know, mm. can he give you more goals? Look, Liverpool are not gonna play differently. Yeah. And he still has money and and Firmino as well. Firmino as yeah. well. He will score goals. Okay. So, I mean, we've touched. We've touched on. We've touched on the, the the. I guess the regulars. Well, what's your pick? Who, who, sure. who, who, who you got? Uh, it's a very good question. That. Um, Look, I can't look too far, you know, beyond Kane, uh, Salah. Um, I think if Hazard stays, he's, he's also going to be uh, Ozil, there and about. Also, this season will give you. Here's my here's my points. here's my bolter, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Yes, I think he's mm. going to be. Yes, I agree. He's going to be magic. He's going to be magic. He's going to score goals. He's going to assist because purely of the way that Arsenal yeah. plays. Um, I think he's going to be. He's going to be. Uh, you know, one 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 of the players to look out for. Moving on to the other side of that coin, the players that uh, always promise too much but never deliver, as far as fantasy is concerned. Oh, there's a lot of them, right? But give um, me one. I honestly think um, Paul Pogba again. Mm. I think we. Um, I don't know what's happened with Paul Pogba and Manchester United, um, but you know I've killed so many seasons. <laughs> well, lost two seasons. I, I, putting Pogba this, there. This and is a world champion. I if, I think Pogba's going to disappoint. People are saying that that when this, if England had won the World Cup, the commentators would have been going, and there goes uh, World Cup winner, winner Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Listen, Pogba. Even Mourinho knows that yeah. he has to change Pogba's. Rolling. We can we can, we can we can only hope that he does, does he do that. that? No, I, he, we can I, only I, hope I, he does I think do he that. knows if, if he comes back and wants to give Pogba a lot of work to do. Yeah. What what will happen is? But, but Amika, I, I must say this right. I, I will say this quickly right. Two seasons ago, when Mourinho walks in and Pogba walks in, right. Pogba was opening the door, Mourinho was coming in. This season, it's Mourinho who has to open the door and Pogba's coming in. He's a World Cup winner yep. and he's got, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's ready not only to prove Mourinho wrong, mm. but he's ready to prove the world wrong. Mm. And is Mourinho ready to relinquish his pride my question is and, simply, and let Pogba my, my, just my, my run question, the show? My question is simply, did your decision is as pragmatic as Mourinho. Mm. But that's why in his team, mm. he was willing to let let's leave out Ribéry, uh, Benzema and yeah, a few yeah. flair players. Uh, he was able to get to get Conte, Matuidi and a few of the guys to do to do some of the tough work. Yeah. And he let uh, Pogba free. And we saw that when you allow Pogba to be Pogba, he gives you the best. Juventus did that as well. I, I mentioned to you what? the game where yeah, I went, I went yeah, to at, yeah. at the Santiago. He, Mourinho doesn't have a choice. If he doesn't do that, he's going to be fired. This what, what I don't understand is why in 20... Well, I'm speaking of from last season, 2017-2018 campaign, uh, Mourinho still didn't see that. I think everyone else knew that if we allow Pogba to uh, advance everyone, forward and do his, his everyone, work up there... Everyone, then, everyone, everyone somebody that we haven't mentioned, Lukaku. Mm. We saw a different Lukaku in the World Cup. Yes. yes. The Lukaku... That he was almost, he reminded me of the old, I mean, I, I grew up watching a lot of these old tapes because I was fascinated with players like, like Alfredo Di Stefano, mm. uh, Bobby Charlton and so on. They called them the, the deep line center forward. Mm. I think what we saw with, 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 uh, Lukaku. with, with Lukaku mm. in this World Cup, he was always going back. And running with the ball. Running with the ball. He runs with the ball and then suddenly yes. he's the one. 
Um, and that Man United is like a lamppost. What we're all agreeing on is that it all starts and ends with Jose Mourinho and how maybe. he's going to use Pogba, how maybe, he's going to use maybe, Lukaku. Maybe he's, he would avoid the World Cup with a different eye. Mm. To see, okay, these are my yeah. players. These are my players, and perhaps maybe I'm, maybe I'm not using them well. Perhaps the signing of Fred as well is going to release Pogba. Right. You never know. Yeah, you never maybe. know. You never know. Okay, so uh, Pogba, all eyes on you then to uh, uh, keep Pogba. <laughs> all the naysayers. Stay away from Pogba. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be magic in in, yeah. in in fantasy Premier League. I agree with that he'll as well. My, he'll be my team. Yeah, yeah, but not Pogba. Stay no, away I'll, from put, Pogba. I'll put Pogba as well. Huh? Okay, all right. Once all right. bitten, twice shy. Well, World that, champion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> World champion does it. All those tags, they don't matter. When it comes to fantasy, it's the people who do the business week in. Jerusalem World champion. Are you going to put him on your fantasy? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, on that well, note. Everyone said, said Jeru wasn't, <laughs> uh, wasn't taking shots on target, but he's a world champion. <laughs> Not one Sorry, shot on target. <laughs> Olivier Giroud. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, we are going to bring an end to the very first episode of. A pitch invasion and it did take much longer than we expected it to but hey it's a football and there's a lot a fun. lot to talk about but uh, that's it for uh, episode one we did indeed have a lot of fun from myself Loazi Zikubu Ola Makwaza hey guys you'll never work alone this season <laughs> trust the Liverpool fan to just mess it all up <laughs> well that's uh, it from all of us we'll see you again next time